Should we open this thing up? Yeah. How exciting. What's going to be on the inside? I have no idea. This is the U.S. Toxic Landfill Edition. Uh, I just pre-ordered it on Amazon. Just It's just kind of what I do with King Gizzard now. Every single one. It's a one. given. Yep. So I got it. Actually, I think I got it on the release day. But Ooh, can you get that cellophane noise? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Toss the cellophane over there. <laughs> so visuals are so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, so it's got this weird robot. I've actually never really like examined the cover. And did you notice the uh, the letters are in the little flames on the fishing rod or fishing line? I never noticed that. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's got little flames on the fishing line, and it spells out King Gizzard. And it's a weird like robot dude wearing overalls and a hat, and what do you call those like? Mud boots or something? Yeah, I think that's the technical term. Technical term, yeah. <laughs> weird. Uh, and then the back, just weird little plaques with these weird duck face things on them. And that, I think they've adopted that duck face thing. If you go to Spotify, their logo is just that face. Yeah, and they it's had like, they had a what? seven inch single of I think it was Fishing for Fishies, the track that. Or no, it was Cy Boogie, I think. Okay. And the cover of the 7-inch was just that little weird duck face thing. There you go. Maybe it's a fish. Makes sense. It'd be a fish face. It does. But it's kind of ducky, too. All right. So we have download code. We have poster. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So this is like from the Cy Boogie yeah, video Cy Boogie. shoot. He is... He is the Cy Boogie Master? I don't know. I don't know. But he's like inside of some kind An of... amp? Some amp thing? They're kind of channeling like Devo a little bit. Yeah, there's some Devo in there. Maybe some craft work. <laughs> red sweatsuits. Red suits. And then there's a photo of them with a rifle and like hunting gear. It's weird. And then... Do they do that in Australia? Studio photos? Hunt? Yeah. Or wear clothes? I don't know. It's bizarre. Okay. And then, oh, yeah. Look at this vinyl. That's disgusting. I like how they call it the U.S. Toxic Edition. Or Toxic Landfill. Yeah, because I guess we're the only country that has landfills. That's, that can't be true, is it? No. Maybe not. I think everyone else just burns their garbage. Oh, that could be. Or look at that's kinda cool. Is it translucent? No. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is it? No, it's kind of a marbled puke pea soup green. <laughs> oh jeez. I guess I'm allergic to landfills. That's kinda cool. Yeah, I like that. Alright. I have a I have a optimist from Fort George. What do you have? Uh, this is a Rogers Pilsner hmm. from Georgetown Brewing Company in Seattle, Washington. Ah, Seattle. I've heard of that place. Seattle hipster. All right, well, um, as we've been prone to do, I think we should check out this new King Gizzard <laughs> All <record>. right. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've listened to it twice, I think, on Spotify. Yeah, and you didn't seem to give it rave reviews. Yeah. At least in our texts. 
there's two major problems I have on the outset. They use the word boogie way too much. You have an issue with boogie. I do. It, it, it bugs me. And there's an inordinate amount of harmonica. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I've only heard the title track. Maybe I tried to listen to the whole thing, but... Okay. Shall we dive into it? Yeah. Harmonica's a little bit of... You just gotta use it like salt. Yeah, and they've used it in the past mm-hmm. with great effect, I feel like. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying to be more open-minded on this go-around. Uh, so this first track is Fishing for Fishies. I like that false start. Yeah. about this band that I've been noticing more and more is their use their interesting use of panning like they always have like like the drum tracks entirely in one ear yeah I guess I don't listen to it on headphones usually but you're right and like you know that used to be an old school thing right like the Beatles did it and Ramones yeah, yeah. did it and stuff like that but it's you rarely hear it anymore I heard of people that uh, sample prefer older tracks because it's a lot easier to isolate. Oh, yeah. Just take the left channels. I just want the drums. Right. There's, I mean, there's a lot that's retro about this band, too. So that makes sense that they would do kind of outmoded recording techniques. It's just so cute. This is a very cute song, too. Have you, and the lyrics are very vegan pacifist like I don't oh, really? want to kill the fish oh, I just want to let them swim lyrics. really yeah even though it's called fishing for fishies hmm. it's a protest right such a good video though yeah on the yeah I think so yeah like I have a there's like a hint of a kick and like the snare not much else really yeah it's like violent thumbs very stripped down yeah you're right
I don't know. <laughs> Is he saying, I let them swum? Oh, yep. I've let them swum. I've let them swum. I don't think that's correct. I don't... Here comes the harmonica. I, I mean, it fits. This... I've let them swum. I don't think that's proper. <laughs> They would be crushed to know that. I mean, they already made this record. They can't go back they now. They can't go back and correct their grammar. I wonder if there's any articles or any statements from them about the whole Polygon Dewanaland uh, licensing free record thing. Oh, like what What was the results of the experiment? Yeah. Like yeah. If, if they were like happy with it. We'll or... never do it again. Or... Yeah, I mean, they haven't done it since, but that doesn't really mean anything. Um, My theory was that, okay, they were trying to cram, what, five albums in 2017? Five albums five or six. I think, yeah. And maybe they just ran out of labels that would take them? Yeah, I mean, it could be. And they said, okay, this one was just everybody's. Right. I'm just curious, like, I would assume that they had no licensing or publishing with that, because it's just right. no it's, contracts. Yeah, so. it's... Uh, basically public domain so they didn't have they probably didn't make any money from any of that yeah would i'm wondering if those labels that put out kind of the nicer ones gave them a kickback or a something. Kick. Yeah, yeah i don't know i didn't even think of that i read somewhere that there's like 60 different versions of it because of that i've only ever seen the the two that we own yeah it's the only ones i've seen too i mean i've seen them on like reddit and stuff but right not but, in, in person I got the... Wait, did I get the Blood Music one? You got the Blood yeah. Music and I got the ATO. Oh, that's right. Mine's really beautiful, but yours is really cool too in a yeah. different way. Yeah. Very professional. So this is called Boogeyman Sam. Wow. It's almost... Yeah, it was almost like you couldn't hear the transition right. to the new song. This one's very... Fuzzy centric too. Yes. Oh yeah. Besides the guitar. And he actually picked up drumsticks. Yes. What is it? More harmonica. Boy Sam. <laughs> Boogeyman Sam. Boogeyman Sam. Oh. Yeah. Boogie Boy is his son, obviously. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's Mr. Boogeyman to you. <laughs> That's Mr. Boogeyman. Should we count how many boogies there are in this record? We're way behind, though. <laughs> and just looking at the song titles, in a couple, like two more songs, there's another boogie song wow. title. And listen to this chorus. It's just boogie over and over again. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's time to turn the page. Oh, yeah, it is like that. Like that little bass fill. Oh, wow. That's right? a lot of boogies. I don't want to count all those. <laughs> Maybe your listeners will write in and, and somebody will have do tally marks. Yeah. yeah. One of the millions upon millions of your listeners. Yes. Can do it. Millions and millions worldwide. That's cool. Yeah. You don't like it? I don't know. It's... I 
I don't know what I don't like about it. I mean, it's it's cool. See, you don't seem too sold on this record either. I like fishing for fishies. It's very mellow. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you put out as many records as they do, you're you're bound to. Yeah, they're they're very talented. That's all I'll say. I mean, anything before Nonagon is kind of a crapshoot for me. But they've been pretty consistent after that, I feel like. Yeah. If I had any critique, um, the spoken word stuff on Murder of the Universe gets a, a little tired at times. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a story. Yeah. Than a rock album. Simple, pared down. It's just they're having a good time in the music room. Yeah, it's true. More harmonica. Mm -hmm. That's not, I don't think that's possible. I mean, you never hear Ozzy Osbourne sing and play the harmonica. At the same I, time. I don't think I've ever heard that. You're right. I've never seen him in the same room with harmonica. Whoa. Right. Is that birds? Yeah. So, guess what this is called? Fishing for birds? No, but that'd be cool. I don't remember this one. Oh, wow. That's groovy. Oh, yeah. This is called The Bird Song. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't guess that. Man, it's almost like Steely Dan or something. It kind of is, yeah. Upright bass? Sounds like it. So according to the Wikipedia page for this album, uh, the, the singer, Stu McKenzie, said... I don't think I ever knew his name. I didn't it's, until now. It's like such a generic name. It is. John Smith. Right. Joseph Smith. Stu McKenzie. Yeah, Stu McKenzie said, We tried to make a blues record. A blues boogie shuffle kind of thing. But the songs kept fighting it, or maybe it was us fighting them. Ultimately, though, we let the songs guide us this time. We let them have their own personalities and forge their own path. Paths of light, paths of darkness. This is a collection of songs that went on wild journeys and transformation. Interesting. It's so not a blues record, but I can 
see that? I guess. Uh, apparently, Pitchfork gave it a 4.8 out of 10 wow. stars. Or not stars, but just out of 10. Said that the album is vaguely about the environment, but mostly about goofing off with expensive equipment in service to the concept of boogie oogie ooging. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Who wrote that? Uh, Sophie Kemp oh, wow. of Pitchfork. 4.8. That's pretty brutal. 4.8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, NME rated it four stars, saying that the album was their most accessible and immediate album to date. Wow. Right. I didn't know anime was still a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> four stars out of five? Uh, it doesn't say out of what. I would assume. But if you're doing stars, it's yeah. four out of 100 stars. <laughs> four out of 32. <laughs> uh, DIY, I don't know what that is. DIY's Connor Thurwell gave the album three and a half out of four stars, noting that King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard still know how to kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing review. It is. Just short to the point. They just don't know how to kick ass. Th- yeah, th- that's exactly what comes to my head when I listen to those records. Yeah, especially this ass. one. Yes. <laughs> Three and a half out of four stars. So yeah. just a, f- a half star shy of perfect. Yep. It just needs more of those voiceovers. <laughs> uh, Anthony Fontano of The Needle Drop. Gave the album a seven, praising the band for staying creative and cutting edge, and also praised the band making something old sound new again, adding that the band were essentially doing things that their contemporaries in the rock genre wouldn't dare to do at this point. I'll agree with that piece. I would too, yeah. Seven stars out of 32? Yeah, seven, okay. seven stars out of 32. Wow. Uh... This came in at number four on the Austra- Australian charts. But that's kind of like winning the Special Olympics. <laughs> uh, came in 142 in Belgium, 178 in France. So it's charting. It's charting. Sort of. I mean, okay, so maybe this is a result of... They could put out anything, and you have people like you that are going to automatically gonna buy, buy it. it. Yeah, and maybe they're playing with that. I have no idea. It's not that I hate this record. No, it's just not. It's not the King Gizzard that I love. I right. guess. It, I mean, I don't have the uh, the whole Mild High Club. That one's really great. I really like that one. Is there any similarities? Is no. Overlap? It's totally different. No. No boogie there? No. Like, listen to this. With even, like, the party background yeah. noise. It's called Plastic Boogie. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. You're just throwing slang around. Yeah. I heard a good one the other day. Uh huh. That's fire. Yeah, the f- whole fire thing. I, I hadn't heard it. Oh, I really? felt so out of the Oh, man, it's, like, it's everywhere. What are you talking about? Get off my lawn. Yeah. Get off my freaking lawn. That's fire. Uh, so, according to Wikipedia, once again, King Gizzard was formed in 2010 in Melbourne, Australia. We have Stu McKenzie, Ambrose Kenny Smith, Cook Craig, 
Joey Walker, Lucas Skinner, Michael Cavanaugh, and Eric Moore. They're all generic white guy names. They really are. Uh, 14 studio albums so far, it says. Can you name them all? Well, yeah, you have Wikipedia. Yeah, I have Wikipedia in front of me, so yes, I can. Yeah, I had an idea. Yeah. I think that just from now on, uh-huh. just all the conversations me and you have, we should just record. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> no matter where we are. No, yeah, yeah. No, we have to come back to your studio. Like, okay, I can't talk to you. That's perfect. Go put it on tape. That way, it can be documented yeah, fully. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great idea. Okay, so uh, the band members they all grew up together and went to school in Melbourne. I, 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 yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, the band started off as a group of friends jamming together before a mutual friend asked them to play at a show. The band's name was created last minute. Mackenzie wanted to name the band Gizzard Gizzard. Gizzard Gizzard. Yeah. While hmm. another band member wanted Jim Morrison's nickname Lizard King, they eventually comp- compromised with King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gizzard Gizzard. That was recorded live, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep, so this one is called The Cruel Millennial. Yeah, I mean, I do get that feeling that... Like that one review you said... It's them... You know, doing what they want and... uh, Yeah. Jamming out and... Yeah. More accordion. Or harmonica, I mean. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, no, I think that's there's probably a lot of truth to that review, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Right. Well, vocals are totally different. Yeah. It's almost channeling Stevie Nicks or something. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, um, the next record is going to be called Auto Cremate. Is that going to be the thrash one? That's the thrash one, yeah. Yeah, those two singles are blistering. Is that just enough, like, he's just affecting that different vocal style, or is there tricks he's using? Yeah, I don't really know. This really, just the title of this makes me think he's just bitching about the kid next door or something. Like, cruel millennial. He, he does kind of have the old... Grumpy old man voice. Yeah. I like that where it just broke down to a bass line. Mm-hmm. 
It's kind of like saying mean kid. Yeah. More harmonica in a second, do you think? Oh, yeah. It's got to be. No, maybe it'll hold off from this track. It's a testament to their skill that they can have no concept and have yeah. enough content for a whole LP. Right. No, I mean, they're obviously amazing musicians and I mean, this is really well done, whatever it is, whatever it is. <laughs> there it is. Right See? at the end. Yep. Lots of harmonica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a xylophone yeah, or, or something. Or something. Yeah. I guess it would be multi-tone. Huh. You don't gr regret buying it? No, I don't. I don't. The other thing is, most of the records are pretty affordable. It's, yeah. It's not like I'm paying 30 bucks. Sure, sure. You know? I think I paid maybe 16 for this, maybe. Oh, something like that's that. not bad at all. No. Colored vinyl? Like yeah. Fold-out poster? Yeah. That's that's pretty amazing. The poster thing always kind of confuses me. I'm like, right. we're really going to hang this poster up somewhere? I mean, I mean, you I do could. have this amazing studio space. You'd I have could to just find start... a place among the sloths. Yeah, I could just start putting up a bunch of posters I get in records, but I don't know. But then I'm I'm such a completist. Like I don't want to take something out of a record. Right, right. Then it loses its value. <laughs> it loses its value. Yeah. Yeah, I was back at um, when I was visiting my parents last. One of the uh, oh, mm -hmm. little departure here. One of the Pink Floyd records still had like the stickers that came with it. Instead. Oh really? Like, wow, that's pretty yeah, neat. That's cool. Yeah, you don't want to use those. No. Do you have a guess as to what this is called? It's not bird song. It's not. This one does not have boogie in the title. It narrows it down. Yep. What is the one in the world is going on? <laughs> it's called Reels Not Real. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's about the Matrix. Yes. Not my car, the, uh, <laughs> the Keanu Reeves movie. This actually almost reminds me of like a mellow track off of Disco Volante. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Not so much this part, but the other part. But they would do that too. They would just shift gears yep. completely.
lyrics, man. Yeah. Oof. Does your liner notes here have the lyrics? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it does. You can sing along. <laughs> I can't. When the world is going on, can't we all just get along? Our candy is melting in the sun. Can anyone be a martyr from hereafter? Whoa, it got deep. Yeah. Your farm is full of sacred cow. And happy is what you'll never be. <laughs> wow. Wow, okay. I like the piano. It's cool. Well, that one key. Yes. I, I like that kind of almost discordant let go at the end. Mm-hmm. More harmonica. More harmonica. There you go. That's kind of bonglish. It is. I like that transition. Does this have boogie in the title? Nope. This one is called This Thing. There's the blues he was talking about. And then it's gonna go yeah, every left turn, yeah. Yeah, this is good. Wow, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, me either. Harp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a blues record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, move over muddy waters. I like that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, the bass and the high. What do you call it? A harp. A mouth they had harp? both kinds of harps. That's true, they did. Uh, no Jew's harp. No, no Jew's harp. Or mouth harp. I think there's a different word for it, too. Juice. Juice. Is that real, though? It's I, both. Right. But it's one of those that... Like, people didn't want to say Jew's harp anymore, yeah. so then they call it juice? Right. I, I remember this argument when we first met. I thought it was juice harp. Right. And you yeah. said it was a juice harp. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Should I look it up? I, I, I it have up. before, but we'll just resurrect this decades old. Yeah. 
There's a word for that where um, it's a substitute for a curse, like Jimmy Christmas or... It's like it's a euphemism, basically. Right, but there's a specific term right. for when you swap out a cuss word for, you know, nonsense words. Okay, jaw harp. Oh, jaw harp. The Jews harp, also known as the jaw harp, mouth harp, Ozark harp, juice harp, or Merchunga. <laughs> you just made wow. that last one up. It really seems like it. Yeah, I've never heard of that. It's called a lamellophone. That's the official scientific name yeah. for it. Yeah. Wow. They should have really had some lamellophone on this record. Yes, they, they really should have. tied it together. Oh, flute? Or synth? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, the Jews harp is known for being played by people of the lower class. <laughs> so this is the second to last song. Oh wow. Yeah. Time flies. It really does. Now we're gonna get spacey. Instrumentation on each one of these is so long. I know, it's crazy. Paragraph. This one's Acarine. Ooh, I am the honeybee, drink the blood of the tree. Little mite, so much spite. <laughs> Multiply, ruin life. I like this track.
Korean a real word? Let's look it up. Oh, what did your key change? So, Acarine, let me pull this up. Uh, Acarine disease is caused. Oh, only. Hold on. Oh, yeah. My page screwed up. It said it was a beekeeping disease. Oh, that's what. Causing all the honeybees to die in our world to end. I don't know. Let me see. Oh, that's cool. No, it is. Oh, of course, this is just like freaking out. Parasitic mite, Acaripus woody, causes acarine disease in honeybees by infesting the breathing tubes of the adult bee, piercing the trachea wall and feeding on the bee. Oh, yeah. They think he's even got a line about that. He does. This is cool. This is cool. I mean, not the disease. <laughs> that sounds this disease is really cool. Yeah, this is really cool. Very bluesy. think it is well it's got something to do with boogie yep maybe by way of a robot yes <laughs> have you seen those videos yes i have it's pretty amazing once again very bluesy oh yeah is there harmonica in this one i don't remember I don't think so. I mean, how 
can you play a harmonica if you're a robot? I guess you can't. Yeah. Unless you have an app for that or something. Right. Did you notice that one of the uh, little mounted plaques on the back of the cover is a harmonica? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I like dig that. this track. Yeah, yeah that's cool. cool. So if this was their blues record, I mean, it's almost like they're not, they don't pick a genre and say, I want to do that. No, it doesn't seem like it. They just start playing and whatever. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. Happens, yeah. That's pretty cool. Spontaneous. Spontaneous, then honed and crafted. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get a tattoo of this duck face? <laughs> yeah, I really should. On my neck. Yeah. Like right underneath my chin. Right. Just right there. Oh, perfect. I bet you anything, somebody has this tattooed already. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I got to check out this cover again. I mean, some of their covers... Are amazing. Yeah. And some of them, like Flying Microtunnel Banana. Right. It was like somebody had InDesign and mm -hmm. put something together real quick. But uh, Murder of the Universe is really good. Yeah. Um, Polygon to Wonderland. Yeah, I really like that one too. This one, I don't know, man. Am I right in thinking that's a duck face? It's very duck-like. It's like if Donald Duck was looking at you straight on, as unsettling as that is. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But it's confusing because, like, I think the thing under the eyes is a mouth, but it, it could be a beak. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought it was an, as a mouth first, too, but yeah, it's it could be beakish. You know this was just some scribble in the margin of his notebook? Right. And it became the it thing. It became a thing, yeah. But it's a recent thing. Right. Now it's like their identity. Yeah. Until the next record comes out. Never noticed that before. Brought it back around. Yeah. So I guess logically these things would be fishes. These faces. Yeah, but they're just faces. They don't have bodies. They're like maybe fish ghosts. Or yeah. dumb duck ghosts. I don't know. It makes no sense. No. 
It's so weird. I have no concept of time. It seemed like just the other day I recorded uh, the podcast before we went to the Dead Cross show. And that was in oh, yeah, that your was old house. And that was like a long time ago. ago. Yeah. That You've was been doing this a while. That was two years ago. Wow. Was it? Yeah, two like, years ago. Like last week. Yeah. Essentially. Well, I was thinking that we recorded our last King Gizzard one just like a few months ago, but those records came out 2017, right. not 2018. So did they really take 2018 off or were they... I've lost track of time. I don't think they put any record out in 2018. So they took a year off, yeah. but... Well, I think they toured. Right, but they didn't but, release anything in 2018, right. but it feels like they just released shit recently. Because they had so many records out. Right. In your mouse? I don't know. not in the radio version maybe not for some reason that reminds me of Vincent Price on Thriller oh yeah <laughs> love that I gotta say I was trepidatious knowing that this is the record we were going to listen to but I don't a focused just straight ahead listening I, I dig it I like it more than I did before yeah that's it uh, it's not my favorite by any means um i do appreciate it i respect it to a degree they did their own thing yep um yeah i mean it's good i would put it behind i think all the records they did last year <laughs> their 2017 block yeah um but from what i've heard of their very first records, I'd put it way above those. Oh, so you haven't delved into the catalog? A little bit. Yeah. Um, I pre-Polygon, or Nonagon, sorry, pre-Nonagon, I've listened to In Your Mind Fuzz, which I ended up buying, because yeah, that one's great. That one's great. <clears throat> um, I listened to Paper Mache Balloon, which I thought was dreadful. Mm. Uh, I listened to Oddments once. Okay. I liked that a lot. I want to get that at some point. I haven't gotten that. Yeah, I've never. Or wait, even was seen that, that? No, 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 not ottomans. Um, the one that you have, the four one. Oh, quarters. Quarters. Yes. Yeah, I like that one. That yep. one's very mellow. Yeah, that one's great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, paper mache balloon was really bad, and they had a couple EPs mm -hmm. that, that I just kind of listened to in passing, and they didn't really do much for me. It's kind of remarkable the leap from the early stuff to in your mind fuzz to yeah nonagon, you know. It's interesting. Um, so since then, they've released two singles that are supposed to be on their Auto Cremate record that's supposed to come out this month, I think. I thought they said the end of this month. Okay. And I literally just got this one a few weeks ago. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> but I don't know any other band that's 
that no. prolific. In and their they recordings. tour all the time too. Right. That's so. the other thing. If they were just a complete studio band, right, it'd be one thing. But they're playing constantly. I almost feel like maybe it's a Millie Vanilli situation. Oh, yeah, man. Like they have a like people at home that record yeah. everything, and then Stu just goes in and records the vocals, and you'd never know. We wouldn't. And then one day after they win a Grammy, then they're going to get it taken away right. from them. That's a great theory. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems... I mean, I know it's possible, but they are... You know, this isn't ACDC. These are really, like, right. intricate records. Right. And they're doing massive world tours. Yeah. Something's How fishy you, about this. Maybe they're time travelers. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe there's some kind of weird amalgamation of boogie and harmonicas and fish that you put together, <laughs> and then you get a time machine. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, Do you may- have to drive at 88 miles an hour? Probably. You know, when I was little, that song, uh, Sammy Hagar, I Can't Drive 55, yeah. I really thought he was complaining about how he can't go that fast. <laughs> Because he's driving like a Ford Escort, and it only gets up to about 40, and he's just pissed. I thought he was just like really frustrated. Like, I can't go this fast. Like, I can't even go the speed limit. I thought he was like really upset. It it took me until I was like in my 20s to realize, oh, oh. like he doesn't want to go that slow. Yeah. And like I'd seen the video a million times with the policeman and all this, but That's I thought amazing. he was just like super pissed. Like, why does my car suck so bad? He's complaining to the cops that pulled him over. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm only doing 37 on the highway. I I can't go 55. (laughs) I love that. I've actually had quite a few of those things where later in life. Oh. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a huge Sammy Hagar fan. Oh, that's funny. Loved that video. But yeah. I don't remember the video. It's basically him. Trying yeah, to, sure. you know, pass a semi and he gets pulled over by the police and, you know, it's. Very smoky in the bandit. Yeah. Yeah. But with Sammy Hagar. Right. I don't know. It's, it's good stuff. Well, cool. That's uh, Fishing for Fishies. Fishing for Fishies. King Gizzard. King Gizzard. Or as I like to call him, Gizzard Gizzard. <laughs> well, that is the, that's the true name. Right. If you're. The true fans. Yes. No. Yeah. They call him GG. <laughs> GG and the LW. Right. Awesome. Well, Casey, thanks. For, yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining me for a, a gizzard. If they release Again, another one. I, I think it's my it's my uh, penance for turning you on to these guys. Yeah, I think it is. So I have to listen to every record they put out. Yeah. Do you think it'll be interesting to watch the trajectory? Like, will there be a point where we can map where they jumped a shark or will they just continue and amaze us for the next 20 years i almost feel like we're there well i don't know i i maybe but uh i'm gonna reserve judgment okay um as a metal snob i'm very skeptical of this thrash metal record they're putting of out. course uh i did enjoy the two songs but in a very passive way like they're oh, very okay. they're very paint by numbers they they yeah they they nail the what you're supposed to right. do they, they but you're right they they do it very well right but it's very uninteresting as far as interesting. Like, i mean okay. it's been you know those 
it's very paint by numbers. Like this is thrash metal. Right. Um, I'm curious though. I'm very, very curious about that one. But yeah, I mean, I, I do predict, I don't think this formula is sustainable. How can it be? Um, Unless like we said, they're not human. Which could be possible. Could be possible. Well, they're Australian, so it's kind of... Well, it's kind of iffy. Yeah. Um, but I believe, you know, a couple of years ago, we were talking about how we almost felt like we are getting duped by this band. Right. I don't feel that anymore. Right. Um, okay. I think because they're doing... When I felt that way, it was like Nonagon era, Microtonal Banana era, and I felt like they're doing this kind of goofy stuff, but they're like hitting all these buttons yeah. for me. I feel like they're not hitting those same buttons anymore. And they're just trying different buttons, but right. yeah, I, yeah, I and, agree with you. And so in the beginning, it felt like they're, they're like pushing all the buttons of things mm-hmm. that I love, but they're not doing that anymore. So I feel like. And they maybe, still touch on it though. They'll pull they you back on in on yeah. some of these tracks. Like, okay, we're going to go off in a psych path now. Right. Yeah. Or like that, um, what is it called? Acarine or whatever? Yeah. Like that was oh, really man. cool. That was that really was very cool. cool. So I could see maybe in the future where it kind of, they could release something and be like, okay, like that's... No moss. No moss. But who knows? I mean, who they're knows? obviously very good, very talented, yeah. have a lot of drive. They're um, young guys too, I would think. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just, I don't know if you could keep up that schedule, especially sure. releasing the amount of records that they do and but i don't know maybe it's a lot of meth it could be a lot of meth <laughs> maybe since they're in australia just the blood is rushing to their head all the time oh right because they're, they're upside, upside down, down. Yeah. yeah yeah and just that gives them like extra like superpowers i bet that's right mm-hmm. and they're just afraid of getting like bitten by crocagators and spiders and right like whatever else they that's why they tour they never want to go home. right <laughs> like it's scary as shit back there <laughs> we come from a country of villains from england that exactly. have been shipped off and horrible beasts yeah do you think they know crocodile dundee i'm sure i mean how big is australia it's actually i don't know it's pretty big well I, yeah okay but they probably met him Sure. You know, I always thought U2 was from Australia for some reason. Really? Yeah, for a long time. I don't know no, why. No, that's uh, Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil, yeah. Same thing. It's it's kind of similar, yeah. But for whatever reason, if I always thought of U2. Bono, it would basically be... Oh, that's true. Midnight Oil. I haven't heard about U2 in a long time. Or Midnight Oil. <laughs> or Midnight... Actually, I hear about Midnight Oil a lot because AJ worships Midnight Oil. Are Midnight you Oil. kidding yeah. me? Our very first show, he wore a Midnight Oil shirt. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know anybody was into Midnight Oil. I didn't either. I didn't either. I mean, I only know the one song. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They have more? I Maybe they don't. <laughs> just, they released like one seven inch and that's it. And he wore the t-shirt. And yeah, like a big like white Midnight Oil t-shirt. That's amazing. And he listed it as one of the influences for Karata too. Midnight Oil. <laughs> Is it in the liner notes? Can I go? No, with? no, no. Okay. But I mean, he's just, he, you know, he's he told lists, us many yeah, times. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a big one for him. Wow. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard anything other than the one song. It's a great, I mean, I it's do like the song. Sure. And, but it amazes me right now that we're talking about Midnight Oil. I assumed we'd get there today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was well, like, you know, right. Midnight Oil. Yeah. It's Whatever. Anything yeah. else from Australia? I can't think of any other Australian ACDC? Bands. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, are they? No, they are. They are. They are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I always thought U2 was, which they're not. They're 
Ireland. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never hear about those guys anymore. No, I think once you like make a billion dollars, like, yeah. And you put your song on every iPhone that's out there or whatever. I think it's, I think it's hilarious that that's what they're known for now. Yeah. It's like they've had this, you know, decades and decades of (laughs) a catalog. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but everybody's like, oh, they're the ones who forced their songs on my. Yeah. That's all they, all these millennials know about them. Yeah. Well, Aaron had, um, got a new iPhone when that happened and it was on the phone and she couldn't get rid of it. And I guess that was a problem too, is like certain people like, couldn't you delete it out of your, your iTunes and it would come back. It's so weird. Who and, thought that was a good idea? Like what marketing team were like, yeah. Well, apparently Bono said we were trepidatious about it. We agreed oh, to it. Yeah. Hesitantly. It doesn't sound like anything a band would come up with. I don't like, think so. Let's just have it on anything. Yeah. Let's just force people to have it. Ugh. So then people couldn't delete it. And right. like whenever you get into your car, they would start playing U2 because of Bluetooth. And like that's, that's what happened to Erin. Every time she'd get in the car, <laughs> hear this song. And it had a song dedicated to Joy Ramone on it. Oh, on wow. that record. Yeah. Oh, so you get the whole record? It yeah. wasn't even just no, you get the whole record. Track. Oh, yeah. wow. It was like song oh. for Joey or something like that. And yeah. Yuck. But I think it's hilarious. That's what people know about yeah. you too. I have never really been big on you too. I like the first record, like Sunday, bloody Sunday type stuff. Yeah. So Joshua tree, it was already yeah, I'm, too late. Yeah, I'm not so much into that. Yeah. Um, um, the second half of Joshua tree is really worth a listen. Okay. I should revisit it. I mean, I probably haven't heard it since I was a right. kid. Exactly. They had 20 singles off it and sold trillions of records. And right. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I remember liking it. Yeah. I could revisit it. I remember the early stuff, like Bono had that really powerful, like soaring mm-hmm. voice. Oh, Sunday, and... Bloody Sunday. Like oh, even that, yeah. that live MTV. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like, great. Yeah. 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 So good. And the Edge is a really interesting guitar player. Uh they kind of they tap into that post-punk stuff, kind really? of. Well, with the he's got those that weird like arpeggio delay guitar at times. Yeah, and I never like, like kind of like Marshall dots. beats. Yeah, you know? it's almost mm-hmm. like a post-punky like thing. Like sometimes the marchy stuff. Yeah. Wow, and which is what I appreciated about it. They're so edgy, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe there's something in the water down there that hmm. makes. But but like ACDC is like Irish, remember? I know, but I'm talking about like ACDC. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, oh my god, 